Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Ford. I'm hanging out with Elias in the Man Cave talking about Fear Street, which is streaming now on Netflix. And if you haven't seen it yet, watch it and then come back to this interview and finish it up. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. You're A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Jeremy, welcome to the game. Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, exciting time for you. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind, especially this last week. Yeah, so yeah, like the listeners, the viewers, can we see, see you as Peter and Caleb on the Fear Street trilogy? But uh, before we jump into that, I mean, I always like to know my guests, you know, like, uh, how did you decide to get into the acting world? And what pushed you into this? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic question. I ask myself that often because it kind of just happened, you know, like, yeah, I, I wasn't one of those kids that like did theater growing up and like I, I wasn't like performing for my family. I was like I was really shy, actually, like and like I just remember in fifth grade giving like a presentation and just totally choking. Like the last thing I wanted was to like have eyeballs on me. But for whatever, whatever, for whatever reason, like I graduated high school and I was a pretty shitty student. So I knew I wasn't going to college. So I sort of just hit the workforce and I was just like working at like the local mall because that's what you do when you're 18, you know. And uh, a girl that I worked with, because working at the mall, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the next level of high school. It's like, you get to know everyone around you. There's all this drama. Everyone's like hooking up. It's, it's just like high school, but you get paid. Um, so I got to know all the people around me. And one of the girls that worked in the food court, she did background acting. And she's like, oh, you should watch whatever it was. Like, oh, you should watch Pretty Little Liar Sight. I'm going to be on it. And I'm like, whoa, no way. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, that's crazy. And she's like, oh, I just do background acting. It's really fun. Like, literally anybody can do it. And I was like, dude, that sounds way better than working at the mall. So <laughs> I, I started doing background acting and I really enjoyed it. Like my very first job was like on a big soundstage in LA and there's just like electricity in the air when you, when you walk on and, you know, everyone's milling around and it was exciting. And I hated background acting kind of immediately, but I loved being on set. So I kind of just decided like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll try this acting thing. And yeah, I just ended up kind of falling in love with it. Wow. Did you like start taking acting lessons? Like what was the next step after the whole background thing? Yeah. So I started, I, I grew up in Southern California about okay. 90 minutes, 90 minutes outside of LA, like South Riverside County. And um, so I was just commuting, doing like background jobs. And my mom was like, oh, there's like this acting class I heard about in Temecula, which is kind of around where I grew up. And I'm like, okay, you know, cool. Yeah. I supposedly want to be an actor now. So I'll, I'll do an acting class. That sounds good. And I just signed up and it's a real sort of beginner local acting class, but it was great. I mean, like you get up on stage and you have no choice, but to like, just either sink or swim. And it, you know, I quickly realized how hard acting actually was, but yeah. I still, I still loved it. And I did that sort of beginner acting class for maybe like six months or so. And I, I sort of like opted out of it for whatever reason. And um, I didn't really train after that but it was just sort of like cutting my teeth with my friends, like making short films and then you start auditioning and yeah. Did you get the speech from your parents? Like uh, what's your plans after high school? And like, when you told them like, this is that, this is what you were going to go and do. Like, what was the reaction? Yeah. My parents have always been like really supportive of like whatever I wanted to do, you know? And my dad's like a real like gruff construction working guy, you know? And you know, I was always like a sort of shy, sensitive kid. 
Um, but I told him I wanted to be an actor and I feel like both my parents were like, Oh, that's, that's cute. Yeah. Go for it. Whatever. You know? <laughs> and then a few years went by and I kept doing it. And my dad called me like, I think the day I turned 25 and he's like, he's like, okay, like you're, you're, you're still doing this. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, very much so. And he's like, okay, cool. Like you, uh, I, su- I support you. So, you know, keep going. And I'm like, Oh, thanks. You know? Uh, any, did you have like a backup plan? Like how many years you were going to give this a chance before you're like, all right, maybe I should look into something else or, or other parts in the industry, like behind the scenes. No, I, I sort of like rejected the idea of a backup plan because, you know, when you're 20 and you're pursuing acting, like you, yeah. what do you do? You work at a restaurant, you know, and you're working at a restaurant. Everyone's like, Oh, so, you know, what, what, are you going to college? I'm like, no, I'm not. And they're like, Oh, so like, what do you want to do? I'm like, Oh, I'm I'm an actor. I'm pursuing acting. And they always Mm -hmm. would like laugh or roll their eyes and be like, Oh yeah. You know, like I had a nephew, I had had a nephew that tried that. He's he's a lawyer now. I'm like, Oh, good for your nephew. Yeah. But yeah, early on, I'm like, you know what, this backup plan thing, uh, I I don't want it. It just sort of felt like leaving room for failure. And I just committed like out of the gate to like trying to make it as an actor. And that, that was my plan. But that said, you know, like, as a survival mechanism in the industry, you sort of just start dabbling in other things. Like, like I said, writing and like making things with your friends. When you're, when you're taking the acting classes and you're, you're studying pretty much like, did you like go back and like watch films to like, to try to see like who could influence you more into the industry, like who you looked up to or try to model yourself after? Yeah, actually. I feel like that was my biggest sort of like, that, that's been like my North star this whole time. Like I don't, I don't have one, anyone like in my real life. That's like in the industry that I like look up to like that. So I just latched on to like the actors I wanted to be like, and you know, that evolved as, as the years have gone on, but out of the gate, you know, when you're 20, I'm like, dude, I want to be Leonardo DiCaprio. I want to be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. And you know, every, every audition I got, I would like look for lines like, all right, which, which line can I just absolutely like rage out on and scream? <laughs> and that's not a good game plan. Uh, Cause you know, you go into the room and you just start screaming and the cast are like, bro, what are you doing? Calm down. Um, but yeah, so I, I really, I really look up to a lot of people in the industry, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of nice having that North star and you can sort of watch their movies and watch their career trajectories and stuff. What, what are some of your favorite films that you've enjoyed watching throughout all these years? Is there like a couple that you could, you know, you, you could watch over and over. And the next part two of that question is, uh, are you a horror movie fan? I'll answer part two first. I'm a horror movie <laughs> fan now. Like, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't like him when I was a kid. Uh, like, with being shy and sensitive, I also like did not want to be scared ever. Um, <laughs> but I like, I like him now. Uh, but it, you know, movies that I like influenced me as an actor that I still watch. I don't know. You know, like, like I, I really look up to guys like Ben Foster and Christian Bale. Um, so you know, like all those Christian Bale movies, like like The Prestige or. Uh, out of the furnace like they're, they're just so like well acted and they're pretty gnarly they're kind of day ruiner especially like out of the furnace so you kind of have to like devote a whole day of emotion to that but yeah i mean i i, I kind of have these like depressing movies on repeat because i get so much out of them in a sick way maybe so yeah you, you got fear street the trilogy uh how exciting has this pr- project been for you and uh, how did you get involved with this it's been like super exciting, you know, um, I, I got involved with it just by auditioning, you know, um, I think I was probably auditioning for seven, eight years at that point, just doing tons of low budget stuff, super low budget, unpaid, no paid. Um, 
and that's just, you know, that's just what you have to do. It, it just takes that long in order to like have something of a big break. And Fear Street was kind of my first big break. And it was just an audition and it came my way. And at the time it was like an untitled, you know, at the time it was 20th Century Fox. It was untitled 20th Century Fox trilogy. And at that point, you're eight years deep. You're just like, yeah, whatever. Chances are not going to book it, but I'm going to try my best. And then, um, yeah, you know, you start getting called back and that's when you start to sort of get excited about it. Uh, and it was like a six week process of auditioning and like getting called back and like inching forward. And it was like a gnarly six weeks, especially, you know, I'm like bartending every single day and trying to field phone calls from my agent about it. And yeah, I mean, I'll never forget the day that I booked it. It was, uh, yeah, it was super exciting. Did you go in for Peter originally or did you go for somebody else at first? No, I'm actually, I'm glad you asked because I actually auditioned for Simon first, who's played by Fred Heckinger now. And Fred is just the man for the job. And uh, Carmen Cuba, our lovely casting director, she saw something in me when I auditioned for Simon. She's like, I think, I think you'd be better suited for this character named Peter. And I read the sides and I was like, oh man, I think you're right. And then, on the day when we're making the movies, I'm seeing Fred play Simon. I'm like, the casting process works. And that was a big learning experience for me. Like Fred got the role he absolutely should have got. I got the role I should have got. Um, but yeah, then I ended up booking Peter, who's also Caleb. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so when you when you booked the part, did you go back to like try to read the books and try to do a little research how you're going to play this character? Or, how, like, or even like how different is he from the book? Yeah, I actually, I didn't read the books. Uh, I actually, I bought them on Amazon kind of immediately because I was so excited. Yeah. Um, but I made a conscious choice to not read them until I was done with the movies, mainly because, you know, if, if there was anything I needed to like help inform my job as an actor, it would, mm. it would be in that script or it would come from Lee Janiak, our director. And I definitely didn't want to be the guy on set that's like, um, actually in the book, it's like this, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, so uh, did you get did you read the books after you filmed the movie no i i uh. i didn't I, I shouldn't have even said that i bought them they're just sitting on my shelf because they, they look cool i will get around to it so when you went in there for peter did you have an did you know also after like you got caleb also or did you have to like like how do they tell you you're going to be in the second movie also as caleb yeah i mean the the audition process is interesting they give you basically no information so for my callback, it, I had two scenes that were Peter and then two scenes that were a character named Caleb. Okay. And I was like, uh, you know, you don't really have an opportunity to like ask those important questions. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to fill in the blanks and just sort of like make it work for myself. So I kind of just treated them as the same character. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, both, both guys are sort of like assholey type characters. I'm like, I'm right. just going to treat it as one role and just figure it out later. And then I, I, then later on, I found out why I'm playing two characters in two different time periods. Yeah. So I, I watched the movie with my wife over the weekend and it was, it was interesting. It was like, it reminds you of like the whole nineties, like just well, 1994 horror. But I like, so when you booked, when you were playing Peter, like you mentioned, you're a shy, you were shy when you're younger. Like he's not a shy character. Right. He's outgoing. Yeah. He's like, like you mentioned, like, you know, he's not the asshole type character. Like, how do you play that role? Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things like you just you, you just talk yourself into doing it because you get the lines and some of the stuff that comes out of Peter's mouth, it, it's it's horrendous. And as Jeremy, I would never say that. But it's sort of like an exciting opportunity. Like, wow, I'm going to play this piece of shit. And the only way to do it is just to like give it 110%. And on the day when you're there, especially like you, you've seen it, there's like a, a scene at like a football field where there's a bunch of people around and tons of extras 
it's like, you know, the scene is on me and it's like, I have this sort of confrontation with one of the other football players and you have, it's one of those things. If you give it 70%, you're going to look like a fool. You just have to like almost close your eyes and just let it rip. Mm. Uh, let's, let's talk a little spoiler. You know, like most of us have seen the first movie. You get pretty much knifed down in, was it in the hospital? I'm trying to remember, was it in yeah. the hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, it was. How do you prepare for that scene? Tell us about that. Yeah, there was almost no time to prepare. That was the very <laughs> first thing I shot. That was day wow, one. I, really? I died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I knew the death was coming because you know, they sent me all three scripts, even though I'm only in two of them. Uh, and I, I read them all back to back to back, all in one night. And at this point, I don't know anything. And because you spoiled it, I'll, I'll tell you this story. I, I just know I'm playing Peter and Caleb, and I, that's all I know. So I sit down, and I'm like really excited. I just booked this huge project. And I lock myself in my bedroom and I'm going through the first script. No, here's Peter. Okay, cool. Oh, exciting. Cool, cool, cool. You know, big, big fist fight, whatever. And then I die at page 40 and I'm like, okay, obviously I'm going to come back, you know? So I get to the end of the script. I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. Don't come back. Or I pick up the second script. It's 1978. I'm reading that one. And Caleb is not in 1978. I'm like, okay, so Peter or Caleb, they'll be in the third one. So I get pick up the third one. Then, okay, there's Caleb. And Caleb makes a resurgence finally in the third one. And he's, he, luckily I, I don't want to spoil anything, but right. Uh, yeah. The journey of like Peter dying on page 40, me being like, okay, obviously he's going to come back. That was a, uh, that was interesting, but yeah, day one showing up in Atlanta, I filmed my death scene and it, it was, it was really exciting because they use a lot of practical effects. So it was actually like a knife that they sort of like poked through my shirt and there's actually blood pumping out and they give me blood to spit out. And yeah, it's sort of like uh, the actor's dream to die on camera. Uh, th was this filmed uh, before the pandemic? During the pandemic? Yeah, pre-pandemic. We we wow. shot them all in all in Atlanta, back to back to back in 2019. Wow. How long were you? Uh, were, how long were you on the first movie? For this first movie, I came back and forth a couple times because I'm sort of scattered in that first half. Um, it was a collective, probably two or three weeks, and then in the third movie, uh, I'm in it a lot more, and uh, I was out there for probably uh, like a month or so in Atlanta. Did you get a chance to watch the first movie before it got released or did you watch it the day of? I watched it a couple of weeks before it came out, which was yeah. awesome. Actually, it's it's interesting, like watching yourself. I, I don't I don't enjoy it so much. So seeing it like ahead of time, I got to like watch it and wrap my head around it. Then when I went to mm. the premiere uh, last week that Netflix did, I was able to actually like enjoy it, which was good. Right. Two part question coming up. Favorite scene in the first movie and then favorite death scene. Favorite scene in the first movie, definitely that uh, like brawl that we get into on the football field, okay. mainly because there's tons of extras there. And there was like a big choreographed fight scene. And we were doing an overnight shoot in Atlanta and like the sun was starting to come up and everyone was like, oh, shit, we're like running out of time. They were kind of just like, all right, we're going to roll the cameras, just improvise a fight scene. And the whole brawl was like kind of off the cuff. And it was so much fun. You're just yelling and screaming and like like scrapping with you know these people that you don't even know. Um, so I look back on that fondly and favorite death from the first one is definitely, uh, Julia's character, Kate, who goes through the, uh, the bread slicer. I was, I was wondering, cause I think everybody says that's the favorite, uh, favorite it's just, scene. it's just so unbelievable. Like I think Lee, that was Lee's idea, our lovely director. It's like, Oh, you sicko. Like, how did you come up with that? <laughs> how was it working with the cast? Uh, fantastic. Everyone was like, I came in a couple weeks late into the first one and everyone was really quick to be like cool and friendly and sort of like adopt me into the friend group, which was nice. Uh, but everyone was like, so great. Like, you know, it's a whole cast of up and comers and 
everyone was so good and so on top of their shit, but it was just a really fun, like summer camp experience. I know like, this is like one of your first big projects. Like, do you get any like tips from other coworkers or like how to prepare for things while working? No, I didn't really get a lot of tips from people. I think a lot of us, this was like our first big thing, but I mean, you learn really quickly. Like I, I sort of like take notes at the end of every day, like, okay, this is how this day went. This was a bit of a hurdle. Like how did I overcome it? And in the first two weeks, I just, I learned more than I have in like the last decade, just working on a project that large. And I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for the Fear Street movies in a lot of ways, but I think I learned so much as an actor. So we got the next one coming out this Friday, I believe, Ju- July 9th. Yeah, July 9th. Yeah. And then the third one. What's that? What's uh, next for you after all this? Any other projects uh, you can tell us about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when the pandemic kicked off, my wife and I, we put our heads together and you know, this is back in March, 2020. We all thought the world was going to shut down for like two weeks, maybe. And we're like, okay, cool. We've got like kind of two weeks free time. Let's, let's, let's try to like write something. And then as everyone knows, the pandemic just kept going and we ended up writing uh, a script together. And at the beginning of this year, 2021, we got it financed, which is uh, like a dream come true. We have two really lovely financiers. Um, So we're actually in pre-production on that and we're going to shoot it in September. And my wife and I co-wrote it and I'm playing the lead, of course, in we have some fantastic producers and a, a, an awesome director named Jack Cooper Stimson. And yeah, I mean, we're like deep in the trenches with that right now. What's the plan? Like a stream, uh, streaming platform? Yeah. So we're independently financed right now. So I guess the, the plan is to, you know, do our best to go to like Sundance or South by Southwest. Okay. And, you know, the goal is obviously to make something great that we're all so proud of. So right mm-hmm. now we're hoping to go to Sundance and just crush. That's awesome. And uh, lastly, uh, how can the listeners and the viewers uh, find you on social media? Yeah, uh, I'm on Instagram only. Uh, it's just at Jeremy Ford. And right. if you like pictures of my dog as much as I do, that is the place to find him. Uh, Jeremy, this was great. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks, Elias, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.